All right. How's it going, Luann? I haven't seen you in forever. I know. It's going okay here. You know, there's a lot of stuff been going on since you were on vacation. I know. It was uh, definitely a well-needed break, let me tell you. I got a lot of time spent with my family, and we got to relax a lot. And uh, it'll probably be my last vacation for a little while, but I did want to thank you for, for taking over my caseload while I was gone. It was a really big help, and I'm sure that uh, the guys got uh, all the things that they needed. Well, no problem, no problem. And it's good that you got rested on that vacation because a lot of stuff's been going on. I'm sure, <laughs> so, I'm sure. Yeah. So yeah, so we can get into that. Um, just wanted to talk to you about a new person I got first, and then I definitely want to hear about what's going on with your uh, with your couple there um, okay. while I've been gone. But uh, I just got this on the uh, I just got this new case today. I wanted to talk to you about um, from our from our uh, supervisor. So her name is Michaela. Um, so she's, I'm looking at her chart here. She's 38 year old single woman and she's Hispanic. Um, so she's got a very interesting history that I, th I kind of wanted to, to talk to somebody about and, and gonna, I haven't actually spoken to her yet. Um, just kind of get some, some thoughts on. So she is, uh, she's been, she was born here. Uh, her parents are from El Salvador. Um, they had come and emigrated to the U.S., uh, and he, uh, unfortunately her father apparently lost his life, uh, when she was young. Um, and it was an accident. It was a, actually a mining accident. Um, he would, they were out in central PA, uh, and it looks like her mother won some kind of uh, legal settlement that, uh, against the company, you know, because there was some kind of, uh, they, they were at fault with the father's death. Uh, and so that was, that's been able to help them live for uh, quite a number of years. And so from what I was told uh, from the social worker, Michaela uh, has been, had actually lived, uh, grew up kind of good. You know, she had a lot of good support despite losing her father. Her mother was really supportive and her family. Uh, she was really involved in her uh, Catholic church um, the people that around her uh, were kind of a surrogate family in the in the absence of her extended family who was still in El Salvador, um, and she was a good student. So everything seemed great. She went away to college and had a, had actually a, a scholarship, uh, and unfortunately things began to unravel at school. It's kind of a sad story, you know as. There's a lot of kids, and maybe you, maybe you experience this too. You go away to school, or you go away to college, or even if you're living at home and you start to meet new people, or you just just you start to, um, you know, if you meet new people, and sometimes they're into different things, and and sometimes there's uh, some bad consequences. So she got involved with the wrong crowd. She started using drugs and alcohol. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people just you know experiment in the beginning, but I think that. It had a bit of a more effect on her because she was also experiencing a lot of, um, starting to experience mental health problems as well. Um, it started out not so bad according to a social worker. You know, the mother said, you know, the grades slipped from A's to B's and she was a little concerned but not too much. And, she, you know, the, Michaela is shorter, you know, everything's fine. Um, that was the first year. And then she went away for her sophomore year 
and things really got bad. She she got more heavily into drugs, um, and she got into harder drugs as well. Unfortunately, stuff like ecstasy and cocaine. I see a history here of of pain abusing pain medication. Uh, and that caught up with her in terms of her academic uh, issues uh, started cropping up. You know how that could be, Luann. Uh, yeah. F's on assignments, skipping classes. You know, she had been on a sports scholarship. She lost that because she wasn't attending practices. Uh, and then the really, the really horrific thing happened. Um, it was in the fall semester of her sophomore year. She was really intoxicated, woke up the next morning and found out she had been raped and um, she did go to the police, and she uh, was they were able to apprehend her assailant. Um, and it was a horrific experience from what I've heard. Um, you may have even seen it in the in the newspapers. It was you know one of the local schools, um, maybe about ten years ago. Um, um. So she she had to testify before the person in court and, and, and really had a lot of judgment against her from her peers and her classmates because the, the, the guy, the, the awful person that uh, raped her was, was apparently a pretty popular, uh, you know, like a jock on campus and yeah. you know, they took his side. And, ugh, horrible. So yeah. he, he got sentenced to 10 years in prison. Apparently um, she has been, just completely unable to heal. Um, she has a diagnosis of PTSD, I believe, looking here. Um, but shortly after the trial and everything, she dropped out of school. Uh, she had been a nursing major, I think. Uh, it doesn't say here. It's a little incomplete. But I think she was a nursing major. She dropped out. She was, She's now living at her mom's house. Uh, and this is now, it's been the last seven years. So it's been seven years since she, uh, since the guy went to prison and everything. And it's been a pretty bad seven years. Um, you know, she stopped mid, mid semester that year. I think she's got like 40 something credits for school, but she's got a full blown, uh, alcohol disease. Um, I don't know about drugs at this point. Again, I haven't spoken to her yet. Um, and it looks like her mom supports her. I don't think she doesn't have any benefits here. Uh, she has a boyfriend that like apparently supports her a little bit, but no job, no insurance. Uh, doesn't look like she's on medication. Doesn't look like she has a psychiatrist. Um, she had been in the hospital for something, uh, in the psych hospital and was referred to us. And so I haven't had any contact with, um, with Michaela, but just, I had a message from, uh, I had a message on my voicemail when I came back from uh, the mom, I guess, is uh, Maria, I believe is her name. And so I don't have a release yet, so I can't talk to her. But the message just said, you know, you need to help my daughter. Uh, she can't live here anymore. You need to find her housing. And, and everything was about getting her an apartment or a housing. And so I think after I kind of maybe talk to Michaela um, or find out more if I have a release, maybe the, uh, the hospital may have sent one along. Uh, we can make a connection. And I just want to explain, I think, to the mom initially that, you know, we're not specifically a housing agency, that, you know, we are a case management organization, that, you know, we practice the, the goals, values, and principles of psych rehab. 
and that you know we can definitely assist her and link her with different housing agencies, but we are ourselves not a housing agency, and kind of maybe start the process there. What do you what do you think? No, that's that sounds good. That sounds good. Um, so that they first of all, so that the family, you know, they can both understand what you can and can't do for her. And uh, it sounds horrible. As you were talking, I was thinking about that person who went to prison for 10 years and it's already been seven years he's probably going to get out sooner you know how they get out before the whole uh, 10 years is up yeah so i'm just thinking that yeah but i mean i'm 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 scared it's going to really um you know shake her you know stability she'll probably be even more fragile yeah yeah i mean the the ptsd diagnosis I mean, it's not surprising to me having having gone through that, and I'm sure that the alcoholism is not helping matters one bit. So I'm really looking forward to uh, you know getting involved in and in helping this woman because it definitely sounds like she she needs it right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. So uh, yeah, so what's going on with your with your people while I've been gone? Like, well, I, <laughs> well, um, you know that I'm working with. Um, Mick and Bianca. Yes. And, yes. Um, Refresh me now. I, it's been a while since we talked about them. What What was their story? Like- um. So they, they, you know, they they've been married a couple of years. Um. They're living in like that that place where they're getting Section Eight. Um. It's it's not one of the supported housing units we normally work with, but uh-huh. it was a regular apartment that took their Section Eight voucher. Okay. Um. So, but. Things are not going so great in a couple of ways because while you were gone, Bianca was hospitalized. She was, um, yeah, she was, she was, she was like doing badly. Like her, her depression and anxiety seemed to be getting kind of worse. But then she was, you know, it was more like uh, with her psychotic symptoms. She was uh, uh, screaming in the apartment building. She was screaming outside. She was uh, sleeping on the fire escape for a couple of days, and she was scared to go back into the apartment. So it was um, it was really a lot of stuff that was going on, and it took Mick and one of his friends to finally like convince her to go to go get screened. And she was she was hospitalized. I think it's like now it's about a week. She was hospitalized at the at the Gill Center for Hope and Recovery. And um, uh, while while she's in the hospital, it's really been impacting Mick's stability too. Oh. You know, Wait like a yeah, so she. She stayed on the fire escape and wouldn't come back in the fire escape. Uh, yeah, like she was, she was, she was, she wouldn't come into the apartment. She actually spent like part of the evening overnight on the fire escape a couple of nights and didn't come in. And Mick didn't know what to do. Oh and then, fa- yeah, and then at other times she was in the house, not doing well. She she seemed like she was screaming and fearful. And then finally, you know, he, he called up one of his buddies who actually knows her too. And they, and they just tried to talk to her and convince her to go into, um, to get screened really, mm-hmm. because uh, she hadn't been seeing anybody. Like she, her, her diagnosis is, um, let me see. I think it's, it's, She's had so many, but right now it is bipolar disorder with with the psychotic features. Okay. So yeah. I guess, yeah, I guess the, the psychotic symptoms have been appearing uh-huh. and it, it really has impacted Mick because, you know, he's got the major depression and the anxiety mm-hmm. and he's really worried about how she's doing, but he's also... 
he's also kind of questioning, like, how can I even continue to, like, be the provider for my wife? You know, he, he feels bad about, like, a number of things, um, you know, like, you know how, like, at the end of the month, they, the, the two of them only eat, like, every other day. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, cause when they're running out of, running out of money and, you know, and she's not working, you know, um, and she hasn't worked in a long time and, and he hasn't been able to find that, that, you know, such great jobs. He's, he's at that part-time position at the grocery store. He's delivering the groceries, mm-hmm. but, but not the, enough, the, the, not enough to make yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the grocery store. Remember a while back, the grocery store was, was, um, instead of throwing out some things that were like, you know, expired, they were yeah, letting they him were take like, it home. Um, yeah. yeah. That was really awesome yeah. of them. That was cool, but the, but but it was apparently being done by like a couple of like regular register people, line staff, and then mm-hmm. the supervisor found out and put a stop to it for some reason. Wow. So 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 Mick's really worried about like how she's eating, how she's doing physically. Now there's this psychiatric thing happening. Um, he you know he, I don't know. He's even he's even worried about. Their marriage, their mm-hmm. marriage. They, you know, I said they've been married a couple of years, but um, but there is like a like a twelve year difference in their ages. So I don't know. Maybe he just feels like he can't connect to her anymore. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's got to be yeah, it's got to be really stressful on him. So she's in the hospital right now, still. She yeah. Hasn't been sent back. Okay. Yeah, no, so. yeah, she's still in the hospital. I don't know what the aftercare plan is going to be. Be mm-hmm. oh, be because like I was telling you, because of her symptoms and all those difficulties, um, the the apartment, the landlord was getting annoyed um, at you know at the situation, and the neighbors were complaining, and the landlord was. I don't think he gave a formal written eviction or anything like that, but he was kind of. Th- threatening that he was kind of talking oh, that no. and, are we gonna yeah. have to find these people a new place to live uh, oh my god and, and you know and it was such a cool apartment and yeah. and and remember they took the vouchers for a couple of other folks that we had served I in know, the past we've had a good we've had a really good relationship with this guy so yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that, yeah that's what i was thinking as you were telling the story about bianca on the fire escape i'm just thinking you know I, I just it must have caused such a disturbance at their apartment complex and you know it just probably did not bring atten- good attention to to th- to Mick or Bianco or, or possibly even our agency so um, yeah. that's really unfortunate but I mean well it's nothing formal yet you said so hopefully they have a little more time yeah. yeah you know but on the other hand even though the apartment complex has been pretty cool I think like the super or something in the management was changed and maybe they're they're not going to be so great anymore oh. and like yeah and like open or flexible to some of the folks you know like we're lucky we got a few units there yeah. you know we got a, a people placed at a few of the units but I wonder if that place is just you know, turning kind of uncool and inflexible with you know the folks we've been we've been helping. Yeah, I hadn't heard um, I hadn't heard that about the the change in the super, but that that you know that would be a a, a logical reason why there might we might be seeing a change in uh, in people's attitudes. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and um. Bianca was already feeling like kind of hopeless and yeah as I said her depression symptoms had kind of increased before the psychotic symptoms had emerged and um, and they're even both of them are pretty worried because um, 
Mick, um, remember that time? It wasn't that long ago that he was um, he was using the van to deliver the groceries from the place, and yeah. he ba- he backed out. They have that small parking lot, you know. They're on that busy intersection, the grocery store. It's like, and and he ba- he was in the little parking lot, and he backed out, and he hit those poles that uh-huh. you know they have yeah, in yeah, the yeah. lot, so that you can't steal the carts. And he hit he hit them and um he he did a little bit of damage but he he also hasn't been feeling so great like physically like he's got some pain in his knees and his shins you know when he i guess from when he slammed on the brakes or something like that and um you know he he, he's been to some doctors and he doesn't really know what's going on and the doctors are like oh well maybe you're having pain because of your age and arthritis anyway or something so so yeah so he's he's worried about that The, the 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 grocery store i don't know if you remember they never even filed like an accident report with the insurance company or anything and um you know and they're kind of uh, i don't know they're kind of giving him the brush off too about trying to like you know kind of take care of their employee and make sure that he's okay physically so that's that's kind of a drag yeah i guess you got some work to do there yeah as well uh, yeah yeah so um all right well uh that's like, like a lot going on since I was gone. Jeez. Yeah, I, I, I know you've got um, some other things that have been going on with your people, but I'm hoping that I could tap your brain or a couple of other folks on the team to to kind of, you know, strategize about what I'm going to do for, for both of them, for both of them, really. Definitely. I mean, they, you know, we all go to the same, you know, community events together and I know I don't work with with Bianca and Mick, but you know I've, I definitely know them and they know me, and you know we've uh, you know had some. Uh, I've helped them out with a couple of things and stuff, so I think that's definitely you know the feel of the agency is really you know it's kind of like an extension of family. So I'm I'm happy to uh, to help you out in any way I can. So yeah, thank goodness. I'm yeah. I I really think our team is is so helpful and so so good to the folks we work with but i really need your help too (laughs) yeah yeah. uh and then we have one more actually so george um i know you know george um but i just kind of wanted to you know we have some other coworkers here i just want to bring them up to speed so he i've been having a little bit of trouble with him so i'm wondering how it's been since i've been away so you know george has been with the agency forever um, he, I think, started with us back in 2000. So what's that been? What, 16 years he's been oh, with us? Oh, God, yeah. Um, and most of it was actually really great. Um, you know, he had a little, uh, he had a job, um, a little bit of a job, job, and, you know, he definitely had his issues in the beginning with, you know, relapsing and, you know, spending all those years in the hospital. Um, and then, you know, kind of the, the first few years with us were kind of, a lot of stabilizing, um, but you know he did really well for the last pretty fi- pretty much fifteen years. Um, you know, going to the self help center. You know, he had his apartment. Mm-hmm. He had his friends yeah. in the apartment. It. You know, I really. Uh, it sounds like he was great. Unfortunately, that I never got to see that George. Um, so the time that I've been working with him, he's been kind of a completely different person. Unfortunately, so. So you know the tragedy that happened with George last year. Um, so yeah, he had had a child apparently. Oh, that's right. Yeah, oh, that was right when he started with the agency. So that was back in two thousand. He had a kid, 
and didn't have any contact with uh, with the child. I think it was it was a daughter. Um, the mother had moved away, and, and I think she had mental illness herself. So she kind of cut George out of their lives completely. Uh, despite he was trying to reach out in the beginning, and then kind of just lost, you know, lost the drive and, and didn't know where they were, and, and so I, I can't blame him, you know, you know, he was dealing with his own stuff. He's got schizophrenia, as you know, um, but you know, it was about I think now going on nine months that he came into contact with a family member um, that he hadn't seen in many years. And she, and she unfortunately told him that the, the daughter had passed away, like just like in the last few months, um, <gasps> uh, 15 years old. Um, she was <sighs> in a car accident. It was really awful. Um, and George, uh, as you might imagine, just, you know, he didn't take it well. He ended what? up going back in the hospital, was in there for seven months. Um, and now is back out. He's been with us now again, Thankfully, unfortunately, we couldn't keep his apartment all those times, that he, all those months he was hospitalized. So he lost his apartment there. But because he had such a good longevity with the agency, uh, you know, when he was able to be discharged from the hospital, he came back to us. Unfortunately, now, though, he's working with me. His other, his other counselor he had worked with for a number of years retired. Uh, he's in a new apartment now that is in a really kind of bad part of town you know he couldn't get you know that apartment he had in the in the past was awesome from what i heard and the the area that area has just been built up so much that he just wasn't able to go back to the area it's just too expensive now for him um so losing that apartment was a big deal so now he's in you know kind of the ghetto and it's sort of unsafe and all his friends are across town and he just feels very isolated i think so the the symptoms though are really hindering us from working together in a really good therapeutic way he just seems very guarded with me you know he doesn't know me well and i can't blame him you know but um he won't really he won't really kind of talk to me you know and tell me what's really going on so that's been a barrier and i hope i can kind yeah, of tap, that, tap yeah. you and, and also our coworkers out there for for tips on maybe how to to engage this guy because you know i know he's struggling with his meds you know he's taking his meds he's he's got the injectable now he's on respital the the shot every 2 weeks uh-huh. and, and he hates it i mean he he curses up and down when he talks about it and i'm just i like to stand back a little like oh okay george i know you don't like that shot you know, he took Risperdal yeah. as a pill, like, for many years when he was, uh, you know, stable and did fine. And, you know, when he went off his meds, when he found out about his daughter, you know, I think the doctors are just really hesitant still to trust him to go back on to just taking pills. But I really think it would go a long way to, to helping him feel better because he, uh, he's really angry about the, that shot every two weeks. You could tell he's yeah. anxious uh, and, and starts getting a little bit more, has more delusions, it seems, when he, um, when it gets closer to the time and then he gets right. the shot and it's usually better for a while and then it's, you know, I think it's the anxiety in him building. Or, but, uh, so yeah. it's going to be tough, but, um, you know, I think that the history he has with us is... You know, definitely a strength. You know, we've seen him be stable in the community and, and have a, a really good support network, both with yeah. the, the staff here um, and the, some of the, his friends in the community. So I have faith. I just, um, you know, it's just hard in that initial phase when other people know him better than you and he just won't give you the time of day, you know. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. I was I was thinking when you were talking about all those losses he had, in, including now not living near his friends. If he's been kind of like you know guarded or distant with with you or you know us professionals, I wonder if he's still been going to the self help center. You know, no, he, used- he hasn't. I've tried. <sighs> I said, you know. I could. I was actually at his apartment uh, right before I left for vacation, actually, and, and it was one of the days I knew he used to go. So I was going to that area of town. I was like, you know, I could drop you off if you want. I'm actually going to be over there, and if you want, I'll give you a ride later. And he just, you know, no, no, I'm, I'm fine. I, he gave me something about having to do something, and you know, but mm. I don't know. You're right, though. I should keep trying with that. So, yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe he would just be more open to that kind of support. You know how he is, you know, especially because you were saying he was getting kind of like extra annoyed lately with the medication and you know getting a little fed up with uh yeah. <laughs> you know the Definitely the providers. So, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, um all right. So, what what are you doing today? Are you going out into the field, and which which vehicle are are you taking? I'm not sure yet. I probably will be in the office much of the morning, just kind of set, you know, checking in with everybody. I got a call back, you know, find out about um, Michaela's mom, and uh, kind of plan out my week. So I don't think I'll need a vehicle. You're free to take the whatever you want. And okay, maybe cool. we can uh, touch base in, in maybe t- in a couple of days and uh, see yes. where we're at with our people. Yeah, that would be good because I'm going to go over to the Gill Center today to, to visit um, Bianca. And um, I, I know that Mick said he was going to give me a call in a day or so. So I really want to, you know, see how, how they've been how they've been doing, you know, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. Cool. Thank you so much. No and problem. welcome it's good back. Good to catch up. Yes, for sure. <laughs> we'll be uh we'll be in touch. Okay, great. Thanks. Right. Take care.